0: Welcome to Holy Fuck, Holy Fuck, Holy Fuck. Two gals on the prowl for enlightenment, sex, and all things holy, Holy Fuck. Each week, beauty alchemist and transformational coach and speaker, Catherine McClellan, and spiritual healer and life coach, Krista Kim discuss navigating spiritual consciousness in a real human body stumbling through dating relationships and everyday life all while maintaining a fucking sense of humor
1: Going to think that we're faking this laughter, laughter, laffer, laughter I Just thing. cannot stop. Anytime I look at you, I just want to like crack
0: the fuck up.
1: So never mind that I have any self judgment about how I look. But Krista just laughs at me every time she sees me. <laughs> never mind uh, what we were talking about just before we introduced introduce to- ourselves. We just be like, oh hey, hey. oh hey Krista, <laughs> hey Catherine, hi everyone out there. Thank you so much. So many of you have been so incredibly kind and evocative and telling us things about your lives and about you and liking us and subscribing. It's yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Really beyond our wildest dreams. It's is driving us. And we are driven. Right now we are crazy lunatics. And you've probably seen us, but we just thought we'd bring it up that we're actually on YouTube with some video right now. Woo! Woo! So we've been only audio up until last week, and then we went crazy at Krista's house. And now we are... Live, yes,
0: and they're very short, but they're super fun. And again, we're
1: laughing. Oh my god,
0: we, I had so much fun. I, when they say like laughter, like what is that—the saying about like laughter for the soul or how healing it is. Yeah, I mean, I'd been experiencing so much crap over the last couple of weeks, and that day it shifted something in me. Like just sitting with you and being. Goofy and not giving a shit, and knowing that we were so not perfect at making. Oh, we were so.
1: (laughs) I think it took us four hours to figure out we needed eight books under the computer that wasn't working. So we just put the
0: phone on the computer. So the phone was a stand. And I love that we just didn't take ourselves so seriously you know, no. and just rolled with it. And I don't know. So thank it you for was the fun. laughter. It was good. Good times. It was
1: good. And um, we appreciate a lot of you appreciated the laughter too. It was really fun. So uh, what was- we didn't have
0: laughter uh, two nights ago though.
1: Um, we did have laughter and then we had <laughs> tears and then we had more tears. But-, but for
0: once it wasn't over our personal life at the moment.
1: Yeah. It depends on how you look at that. But since everything's always about you. It's always about you. But we did go to have a really fun girls' night mm-hmm. at the movies, and we went to see A Star is Born. Oh. And some of us had a really fun girls' night. <laughs> and some of us had a complete meltdown of the tragedy <laughs> of that movie and um, was relating it back to maybe something in our own lives, um, not specifically connected. But- well, it's
0: how we, you can see a movie, and depending on where you are in your personal life, it can affect you in many different ways, Absolutely. and you know, a couple of weeks prior, we had gone to see Mamma Mia together <laughs> with the same two other women, and you guys were having a Mama blast, Mia, you're having so Mama much fun, Mia. and I'm watching that movie like, <laughs> <laughs> like a complete fucking disaster. <laughs> it's and true. so the other night when we were watching A Star Is Born, and I'm, you know,
1: going,
0: what can do we say just say, right how... Now? wait, we
1: have to start with how incredibly beautiful Bradley Cooper is in that movie. Oh, my God. Okay. Yes. And the chemistry between Bradley Cooper. We're doing, obviously, this podcast for that show Mm -hmm. because we need you to watch it. But the chemistry between Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, and then that he wrote a lot of that music and he sang. He's Mm -hmm. such a talented person. Well, we know she sings and writes music. Yeah. Didn't know about him. What was so amazing to me was the very first scene that she's singing La Vie en Rose, mm. and he looks at her. Yeah. The look on his face and in his eyes that he was able to call forward the amount of personal like chutzpah that mm. she had, because she didn't see him yet. She didn't know he cared about her. She didn't have any real idea clearly yet who he was. Mm-hmm. And she was just Playing it for all she was
0: worth with all of her heart, she was able to be herself without so like totally the layer of nerves on top uh, of it of oh, like this, someone's watching me. And uh, this
1: man is someone, yeah, and he's watching me. It was so beautiful to watch her so fully in her power and her musical ability, singing her heart out with something she loves, and then to watch him just come in and like land there mm-hmm. was. So to me, I don't I guess I shouldn't speak for all women, nor should I speak for all people because probably all of us have some desire to
0: be met like that. For me that was the place. But think about it, she was being her full true authentic self and so he could see her through that lens and that's why he was so like ah engaged. Yes, and
1: that's, you know, so many of us go through this stuff about, you know, if someone likes us, if a man likes us or shows us some attention, very very quickly we start to turn ourselves into a pretzel or adapt to them or lean into who they are you don't like coffee oh i don't need coffee or you don't right, right, like right. me to wear mini skirts
0: okay i don't need said no guy ever said no guy
1: ever okay <laughs> maybe that wasn't it but you know maybe it was um or or because they're jealous or right. you don't you know you don't want me to be a certain way then i'll stop so quickly it happens yeah. and then we lose that powerful connection and what i just loved i probably could watch that scene a million times because just watching his face as he fell in love with her mm-hmm. you could just see it it was like because you're so ready for that i am you're i am but that. it's not just that it's just yeah. yeah that moment that they captured in that movie was just beautiful and so then-, then i was perfectly set <laughs> up to have my heart broken as you know and i'm not going to say a dang word about what it is that happened that broke my heart, um but what it did was leave me with an awareness of how right now in my life in this moment, uh, many of you know that we just did our episode on exposed, and I shared some things from my life in that episode. Many of you know a little bit about my Dating and man history recently, and I realized I was really open Mm. and I was really vulnerable. And so that movie could go into me in a place that it might not have in another time. And I was speechless from the amount of sadness that showed up in my body at the end of that movie, it was
0: just really speechless. And it was not the experience that Krista was having, <laughs> which was because interesting. It was because, well, like what I was saying about the Mamma Mia thing, it was like I was in, I was where you were, right, in the Stars Born, just going through kind of a breakup and a hard time, and so that movie just landed somewhere. So I am actually still going through that breakup, but. It's complete. And I'm not going to go into the whole story of the completion, but I am just going to say that um, Mr. Rico Suave is no longer in the picture. He has left the building. And what that allowed for, well, I shouldn't say allowed for, I watched A Star is Born with kind of a closed heart. Mm. Just because of everything being so fresh and new about that really being over. So I was watching it literally like no emotion. Normally I would have been bawling my Eyes out I know I was movie. so confused. Yeah. And I was just like, Yep, nope, not getting in my heart. Nope. I'm not gonna fall in love with you, Bradley Cooper. Nope, not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have me, man. Uh, uh, and so I'm looking over I you. you can have my friend though. She's losing her shit. She over there. is losing her shit. And so um <laughs> Okay, yeah. no, that wasn't that bad. Like, okay. They weren't staring well, at me. I was crying. You were crying and, hard. But I think I walked away from that night going like, Oh, I've closed my heart. Mm. Stop it. Stop. You don't have to close your heart just because that chapter has come to an end. It's okay. Go back, open your heart up a bit and keep moving forward.
1: You know, I'm appreciating you saying that because what I what I just realized is what's happened over the last few weeks to me between completing with Mr. C and the process of our culture that we went through when we put out the exposed episode and things like that. All of that, actually, what it did was break my heart open. Mm. So where I might have been at a much more sort of passive place with that movie, where it would have kind of just washed over me as not a big event, I actually realized that my compassion level for Dr. Ford in that situation, for all the women who were in the Me Too movement, for everybody who was coming forward and saying... I can't even tell you my story, but I have one. Mm -hmm. Whatever phase of the journey women are on with this, and and men, I would have to say, I want to make sure that I acknowledge that there are plenty of men who've had bad experiences. And for me, it was the women experience that was most close to my own life. Being able to go through that, actually, what I realized is there's actually a part of me that's sort of like, oh, this is actually joyful for me, that that opened me to another level of compassion. Yeah. With women, and I haven't always had it for me. Women and I have had very competitive relationships in the past. Not anymore. Not not going to allow that here between you and I. No, we don't have. We don't have it. (laughs) We have a holy union. We are connected, and we don't have it. That's why I know something has shifted Mm -hmm. um, because we could easily have it, and we don't. And um, so, anyway, I just from remarking on how we shifted position in some ways, we're something that would have in some level maybe washed over me a little less deeply is now I'm a new person in this moment from right. the last 6 weeks of my life
0: so am I And now Chris is a little <laughs> liberated from the last 6 weeks in her life Oh my gosh I was um in yoga class This is class. why she's sw- <laughs> <laughs> Hey don't don't, don't tell him yet I don't um, know Well I was just about to say like I was in yoga class this morning and I just, it was like, this thing came into me, almost like my soul coming back into my body. And I heard the words, I'm back. And I was like, who said that? And it was really like, then I had to start assessing myself. And I'm like, oh, wow, I actually feel happy. I am back in my body. I'm back, like putting myself first and taking care of myself. And I'm not obsessing over uh Rico Suave, look, I almost couldn't even remember his name. He's so far in the past from my life. But it was like it was like a detachment almost. had happened of I was no longer or I just realizing that I wasn't giving all of my energy over in that direction anymore. Right. Not obsessing over what's gonna happen with him and oh, what's he doing right now? And oh the that my brain was doing for so long. Yeah. It was like poof. And I was like, it just felt so good to have that feeling of, I'm back. And then we started to wonder, what on earth brought that about? (laughs) Well, a variety of things. A variety of things, maybe. Um, One, I think I've had time to let a lot of the healing happen. And two, it always feels good to get back on The horse.
1: (laughs) I was like, like, "You're not going to say that." I was like, "How
0: am I going to say this?" I guess I'm going to say it just like that, (laughs) because I had been um, pretty celibate the last couple of months On on purpose, and not knowing what was going to happen with rika suave and just kind of sitting tight and not wanting to sitting any- tight so i was sitting very tight y'all <laughs> and i did not enjoy one minute oh of that and i did not want to be sitting tight anymore <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta like make these little quotes okay like sitting tight girls <laughs> i did not like do it. not sit tight because i like to be loose i'm <laughs> just sit loose, loose. Um, so yes, I had been kind of just not in that sexual space for a while, just waiting to see how that relationship was going to turn out. And, um, now that it's complete, I realized that, um, it's time to just start getting back out there. And so, yes, I had a little fun last night. So tell us about
1: (laughs) the, the structure of your fun last night.
0: Well, I am kind of a creature of habit. Which, <laughs> which means I I like to revisit people I know. I don't know, God, where do I go with this? But that actually is a pattern um with me is that in the past I would have boyfriends and then when I would go through or we'd break up and then I'd go into another boyfriend break up. I did always have this tendency to go back to people that mm, I've known in the past. In. Yeah. And I think a lot of people do that. It just yeah. kind of feels safe or whatever. So, yes, there was the same young... No. <laughs> okay. Same young buck. Yes, a young buck. Let's just say. <laughs> let's call him YB. So he was the same young buck that maybe I had potentially almost sabotaged the last relationship with. And he was at... A willing participant, apparently. Yes, he was willing. (laughs) But he was... You know... (laughs) Some people you just have like an energy with. Yeah. And it can be a friendship and it can be a little bit more than that. But him and I... Definitely, just going to be friends like for a long time. That's where this is going. But last night, I decided to play the ethical slut. Um, she got out her book. I got out my book. I reviewed all the rules <laughs> and how to do it properly. And because she just needed one word. Yeah, because because him and I are friends, and I know it's just going to be friends. As he's not going to be the love of my life, and we're just we're not going there. I was like, I don't want to mess that up. And yet I do feel really comfortable with him and I feel like he is somebody who I could be friends with benefits with for a while while I'm in this in-between stage. I'm definitely not ready for a relationship tomorrow. No, we're going to put that at a year, right? Yeah, (laughs) that can be down the road. But I don't want to be celibate for a year. No, I want to enjoy this time and enjoy my life right now. So I wanted to make sure that... I'm not doing anything right now that's going to, you know, mess up this friendship. Why are you laughing? You guys should see Catherine right now. She is doubled over <laughs> laughing. And I'm like, what? Uh, this is nothing to
1: reflection on this human being. It's no reflection on this other human being. I do not know this other human being. But all I can think of is better than a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that's going be better than a
0: dildo. Okay, we're done here. Okay. Back to Krista. <laughs> So, um, at the bar and, uh, he just happened to be there. And so I kind of just said to him, like, you know, Hey, would you like to have a discussion on, um, you know, make a business, it was almost like make a business deal. And he's like, huh? And I'm like, you know, like maybe you potentially, you, need, you know, possibly tonight, but let's, you know, he's like, well, you want a contract? And I was like, yeah, kind of. And he's like, all right. And so I loved <laughs> Good it. Good for him. I know. Good for him. I um, It was so liberating in a way. I can't tell you how much um, I felt so powerful in that conversation. And the one of the biggest things is that, yeah, I was like, oh, I don't want to get hurt. I want to make it. But no, it was really about looking at him going, like, I really want to take care of him and make sure that I'm treating him with respect and... You never know if people have feelings for other. you know, you just don't know. So I wanted to make really clear with him, like, all right, you don't got any feelings for me, right? Because if you got feelings for me – What's that sound cougar makes? What's that sound? (laughs) um, You should know better than I. (laughs) Yours is probably like (laughs) – Mine's like (laughs) (laughs) – Oh, no, 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 no. We're not buying it, Krista. Do not buy that. (laughs) Forget about it. That's her story. So – So, yeah, we chatted, and it was like, you know, rule number one, don't fall in love. Check. And he laughed so hard. He was like, (laughs) all right. (laughs) Done. And I'm like, hey. Hey, that's not that funny. You're supposed to try at least to say, yeah, will try not to. I think at that point he was like, well, you're kind of bumming me out. And I was like, oh, well, well, we'll have to go a different direction then. But um, so, yeah, don't fall in love. If you're at a bar and I'm at a bar and we're talking with some other person from the opposite sex, like back off, like don't ruin each other's game at at a public place. (laughs) He's like, good. That all works. Don't harsh my mellow, man. That's right. And, um, you know, me just basically saying like, I'm not looking for a relationship. I don't need you texting me and calling and doing all that stuff. Just not only do I not need it, please do not. Well, it, it's that he he can, but it's like, I don't need it. I didn't want to put that like, oh, if we're going to do this, then you're going to like check in with me and, you know, no. It's like, I just...
1: He can, but you don't want him to be related to you. <laughs> to you. Like
0: a boyfriend. That's no, what you're saying. It's right. like, you
1: can text me. Of course, we're friends. Yeah. That's the point.
0: But I don't Is really know point? if I've ever done this friends with benefits thing. So I have no idea what to... So you thought expect. of the rules you thought of. Yes, and I'm sure there were a couple of more. Um, obviously, always wear protection. That's number one. Number one. And, um, and, you know, I would love to not be the topic of conversation at um, yes. amongst him and all of his friends. It,
1: Especially because
0: we live in this rip-roaring big town. Yeah. Um, not that he's going to be able to, like, keep it quiet. I just don't want it to be like, you know, all the bros, like, here comes Krista in the bar and blah, 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 Like, no, I don't want that. Um, (laughs) But what I really like. Hey, baby, I heard you had a nice time. What was his name?
1: Oh, oh, I wanted
0: to call him Hottie Patati because he's so cute. But Okay. We called him something else in the beginning of the show, but we'll call him HP from now on. He's got it. So HP and I, um, what's very sweet about him is that he well, he's sweet, he's tender. It was like he held my hand, and I was like, Oh, okay, that's a friend I can get into. That's really sweet, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was a fun night, and that's <laughs> might be all I say about that. Um, there will probably be more to come, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, and I have no attachment to it. That's what feels really good, and I think that that's why. This morning in yoga, it was like, I'm back because I was able to do that and walk away because of all the rules and the clarity with which we went into it. So I didn't like, you know, wake up today and be like, oh, I wonder if he's going to call me. And oh, uh, when am I going to see him next? There was like none of that operating. It was just like, oh, so that happened. That felt good. That was pleasant. And now I'm back to my life and get up and work and go to yoga and do what I need to do. Yeah. And it's not that were saying anything against people who
1: have sex and then, which did happen. So we're
0: going to say it. Yes. Um, Well, that was my last experience. So I'm very aware of like jumping in and having sex and then getting so attached to someone that it's like, like glued together.
1: when you use that tone of voice, I just want to be super clear that Chris is like sort of talking to herself in that way, but not (laughs) making fun of the rest (laughs) of the world because I go through that. And I personally haven't mastered the art of, hey, it's okay with me. There are some times when I make decisions that are very clear like that, and then I can get through it. But most of the time, my heart does get engaged. So it's, a, it's an interesting thing. And this Ethical Slut book has really helped me iron out some of the wrinkles in my thinking mm-hmm. and I, you know, the, the detachment. But I think what's really great, where I'm going to go right now, and I'm going to surprise okay. Krista because we didn't talk about that, is we've been talking about love and addiction
0: Mm, And we've been talking
1: about what part of love is love and what part of love is addiction. And she and I have been really exploring in our conversation, not with you guys yet, but exploring in our conversation, like, do we actually get addicted to people? Is that really what happens with someone like me and someone like Krista who have a similar wounding pattern in our life Mm -hmm. when a man shows up with a lot of interest and a lot of
0: Attention. Attention
1: and a lot of sexual energy. It can feel like we just get swept into this this beautiful tunnel, funnel thing. And we get as we get swept into it, what's happening to our lives? And sure there's the romance phase and it's beautiful, but really, 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 you know, maybe on our very first show we might have said that thing about I might have said that thing about, you know. Fuck anybody you want, but be careful mm-hmm. who you have relationships with. And from this angle of addiction, it's like, wow. When you So one of the reasons not to jump into bed with someone is that that automatically, for women, drives our oxytocin, makes mm-hmm. us bond like crazy. And what's really interesting, in case you don't know this, lots of people do, but in case you don't, testosterone puts down the effects of oxytocin. So as soon as a man has the rush of oxytocin, he also has a rush of testosterone. So he doesn't have the same bonding thing because he has to go out and kill the lion. Right. He's not going to be able to stay home and cuddle with you for the next 20 days. Like you want him to, to find out if you're going to be pregnant or not. We're talking biology here, right? So- However, when a woman has sex with a man right away in that phase, it can feel like her whole world has just, she's safe. She's, mm-hmm. com- she's completely cared for. Everything is beautiful. And this is what Krista just went through.
0: Well, but as you're talking, I'm realizing that here's where it gets tricky because just like I said, after watching that movie, oh, my heart's kind of closed. And so with this friend, my heart is not open in the same way. It's true. So I'm not looking at him as somebody I'm going to fall in madly in love with. And so there is this veil that is between him and I. And it's a veil of protection. And so the yeah. experience with him is not going to be like Don Juan because – Sorry. Now Don Juan, Rico Suave. <laughs> Sancha. like what are all the words I can come up with them? Okay, Rico Suave. Um it's not going to be the same as with Rico Suave because with Rico Suave, I my heart was so massively open that it allowed for the addiction to just go. Poof! Well, and that's what
1: I was going to say. This I'm so glad you said it that way because what I was noticing is and this the same thing for me. If it's someone who I already sort of know we're just socially going to go through some kind of experience and we're just going to have some fun together, I don't have that same openness to that deeper connection. And that's where I start wondering where it turns. So we're asking you guys to think, you guys, you gals, you guys, to think about this along with us. Where does it turn? So with someone that I think is actually a true potential partner and I'm like driving towards relationship with... I will often go too deep, too fast. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that silly quote that I keep saying is because before we know someone, we don't know if we should be that related to them. And my tendency, and a great deal of women, great many women I know, and I know Krista and I have talked about this, is that sometimes we go all the way in, way in. Our hearts are way too open. We're way too vulnerable and it is more like an addiction where we're like, has he called? Has he texted? Right. Oh, my God. And for 10 days, we can't think of anything else, which mm-hmm. is also biological. Yet, even if and even if we don't have sex with him, some of that will happen right. if he's like close to the guy. The thing – I mean, first of all, sex does seal the deal that we will almost always go into that place. But what's important is until we know him – until we know his values, until we know he actually really cares about us, and this isn't just something for him, hey, he likes us, we're fun, mm-hmm. we're pretty, we're the right demographic, whatever, <laughs> I you, know? what you it's like- say with that.
0: I thought you were going to say we're the right size. I don't know why I thought that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, whatever his thing is, we're good enough to right. fill that space mm-hmm. in his life. Then um, <laughs> I just got the picture of the thing the guys use that's not a dildo, which... Kinda of blew what? my mind. That little sleeve that guys use for masturbating instead of the dildo that women use.
0: Oh, like it's a simulation are,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw one until about four months ago. I had no idea these things existed. I was like, God almighty. <sighs> okay. So anyway, those are used. And they're available if you need one. What's used? <laughs> Men use them is what I mean. Oh, You're
0: like used <laughs> sleeves. <and> they <stuff.
1: laughs> saw those on Amazon. No, 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 not used sleeves. Oh my God. I was in a room one time where somebody was saying, say, maybe want my dildo because I'm done with it because I'm getting a new one. I was like, ah! we're using someone else's dildo.
0: And that's a conversation I've had with a friend, too, because it's like, then what do you do with them? Is there a recycling center? Yes. Or do you put them give them to recycling? the Goodwill? <laughs> like, and then if it, if you put it in the trash can, you know, and you're at one of these trash places and all the trash is going down the conveyor belt and they have people there, like, pulling the trash out, some poor soul has to sit there. Gloves. And, They've got gloves. gloves. They've got gloves, but it's like, what are they? They're they are like, probably just oh put in their pocket, <laughs> taking <it> home. <laughs> gross. <laughs>
1: okay, gross. Where were we going there? We're talking about addiction. So- where
0: <laughs> might as well face it, you're addicted to love.
1: Yeah, it's just a really interesting place for women and men to pay really close attention to what are we doing as we meet people. And I think the place that we all, that some of us will notice is we de-invest, we disinvest in our own lives and we over invest in someone else's we forget right. about our responsibilities we don't take as good right. care of our kids we I, and I don't mean this in an abusive way I just mean the little edges of maybe we and should we be paying we
0: sacrifice little tiny bits of ourselves and parts of our
1: business we're like well I'm just not gonna check on that today I'll do it tomorrow yeah. or we don't check on somebody we're supposed to be checking on or even our friends just start to feel a little neglected like haven't seen you in six that's weeks that's
0: totally a pattern of mine you for know
1: sure. and, and girls women um definitely do that and our friends definitely take us out about it sometimes but if you know if that's happening to you pay really close attention do you really know who this human being that you're spending time with is really yet this is have you had a values conversation do Mm. you know like does it matter the thing is is i don't
0: feel like i need to have a values conversation with hp Potty, no 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 me, no. Yeah, no, relationship. No. You have to have all those values. That's things. what so I'm saying. That's what's going to be interesting for me in this next phase. It's almost like an experiment of what does this look like to have a sexual partner? And come on, y'all. I could last night could have been the one and done. Like I have no idea, but I'm just saying. Like even though we all play here, you think he's going to let that go? No, oh, I don't know. But. Um, <laughs> if we do move forward and try this friends with benefits out for a while what does that look like or is it even is it fun right if your heart's not open cuz part of the magic of my last couple months was like there was so much love and I would say it's the two months before the last couple months (laughs) yeah yeah okay thank you for clarifying that for sure but it was that like oh the potential of the future and all the good stuff that could come and we could build and there's that you know limerence that happens and that happens because you have, have an open heart so if I don't have an open heart in this situation and I'm not saying I'm not open Meaning that I don't care for him because I do care for him and I love him because he's my friend, but I'm not going to fall madly in love with him. There's just not, that's not going to be the trajectory. So even saying that puts up this barrier that I'm curious to see if that will allow us to experience the full oomph of the sexual experience without that component.
1: Well, you know, it's so funny that you mentioned this because. Again, very early in our shows, we started to try to define the holy fuck. Mm-hmm. And what we're talking about is is that this sexual encounter will never be the holy fuck. Right. This sexual encounter will be the fun fuck. This will be the, <laughs> like, this will be sexual relationship. Right. It's, it's, and that doesn't, that even doesn't mean to say that it couldn't sometime have some potential we don't see coming and suddenly right. we would have that happen. but. We're not setting it up to win as a real relationship, as a real Mm -hmm. partnership. And so when we don't set it up to win that way, there's very little chance that it's going to be that. On the flip side, when we think we're setting up Mm -hmm. a relationship to be a partnership that we're going to want to invest in over a long time, most of the time we're not setting it up well
0: either. We actually... So what's interesting is because I don't have all that "Ah, excited and energy in that way, I was able to be in my masculine and set up my rules and this is the contract and this is what we're going to do and everything. But with that last relationship, it's like all of that just goes out the window because there's that.
1: Well, you know, we all have a blend of that masculine and feminine. And to me, what you're saying is that you were able to take care of yourself last night. So you were able to say, this is what I need. 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 Don't fall in love with me. Use a condom, you know, whatever. Right. Be respectful. Be respectful with my hands, Rico my Suave, mm-hmm. those boundaries kept getting pushed back and pushed back. And because you kept sacrificing yourself. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be really clear. I've done this too. And I'm sure many of you have too. And I'm sure many men have in a different yes. way. So I'm not calling this masculine and feminine out as a, um, as a man and a woman. I'm saying they're parts of us. And as women... Uh, we we have a tendency to have more of that energy where we invest way too early, yeah. and
0: it's also a turnoff to guys if we're Absolutely. too invested
1: too early. It's like there's no there's no search and discovery. It's but all that's about. why I
0: need. I feel like I need to blend a little better. So yeah. like I'm not even saying I'm doing it correctly this time, but it's like I'm getting the practice of seeing what this looks like to set it up. With you know some good boundaries, so if the next time when I do meet someone that I'm going "Ah," over, can I hold myself, take a deep breath, and say yes, I'm having these feelings, and here's a different type of contract,
1: (laughs) right? And and you and we can acknowledge like our tendency is to fall into this kind of morass of confusion and not self care again with the big words with morass. (laughs) Don't make me define it. Just, okay, I don't know. It's a, <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, no, just, it's it, it's a morass. It's like a a sea of.
0: Got it. I can. I, I see your I movement. I can't so put I the words on do. it right now. Yeah. So, okay.
1: But it, it's entanglement. It's, uh. You know all that stuff where we fall into this and there's no clarity, and we're not choosing to be here, and they're not choosing. It's like we're kind of caught in something that isn't. It actually has more to do with our instincts to get connected and right. be safe, quote unquote, than it has to do with an actual, real, higher desire to create something in the world and be partners, mm-hmm. and
0: really, you know, have something that we're going to build together. You know, I was also last night. I ran into this woman, and she was telling me about this. She hasn't dated in a while, and all of a sudden, she's date, seen this guy a couple times, and we had the exact same conversation because she was like I think this weekend's the weekend and like they've literally they've had like three dates you know and I was like wow are you sure you want to do that like is and she's like yeah you know I am maybe I'm rushing it and I just uh and she's like yeah maybe I should take a step back and she goes I really do want someone to court me and to date me and I'm like yes me too and so I'm recognizing that this pattern it's like especially if you've gone a long, dry spell, there is that just wanting to jump back into something just for the sex part of it. But if you're really looking for the long-term relationship, going into sex that early, it, it jumps over these steps of like the rules and the clarity and what's good and do you even like me or are you just caught up in the wanting to get me in bed? Yeah, and, and the thing is it's
1: not cut and dry. Because no. sometimes you'll sleep with somebody and you'll have a relationship. It'll right. just turn into a relationship and it'll stay for a while or whatever. And sometimes you'll sleep with somebody and it'll you won't want it to be a relationship. Like, so every time it's different. But if we're thinking, I want to have something that is going to build. I want something that I can build my life on. I want to plan something with someone. I want to have someone I can depend on in my life. I want someone who actually cares for me mm-hmm. and who I am going to have the opportunity to learn about my barriers to love from. Like, mm-hmm. if I want that, I the best chance is for me to take it slowly and listen to myself. And if I have niggles, say no. If I have places I'm holding back, say, I'm holding back. Right. This doesn't feel good to me. This, to you. So that... We learn to be present to each other and we see how each other respond. And um, Allison Armstrong, who I know you know, I've worked with a lot. One of my favorite things that she says is have needs while you're dating. Mm, what does she mean by that? So if you don't have any
0: needs while you're dating, you'll never know if the guy's ever going to show up for you. Right. And so. Typically women go into relationships and they're pretzeling and they're, everything's fine. No, I don't care where we eat. Oh no, whatever you want. And just, and so then they make us happy we don't have any arguments with them because there's nothing to argue about because we're just doing what they want to do. But instead, if you start to invite them into a conversation where, you know what? I'm really tired today. And, um, what I would really love to do is have you come make me dinner. That's exactly why Rico Suave and I ended up, Doing the final breakup because I came back and said, these are my needs. Right. I it's like, damn it. Why didn't I do that earlier on? Because he wouldn't have been able to meet them then. No. Nope. Wow. That's amazing. Interesting to put, make that connection between the minute I had needs and I spelled them out. He bolted. Yeah. Interesting. Well, go Alison Armstrong. Yeah. No, no she, she, her her name? Yeah. Alison, Alison Armstrong. Armstrong. And she
1: definitely knows what she's talking about in some of this stuff. I yeah. highly, brilliant, always highly recommend her work. And for me, it's been life changing. Yeah. And I know this thing about needs, and it's tricky. Needs are tricky, and we'll talk about needs again. But really, if you want me to give you the short course in needs, the short course in needs sounds like and this is from her work. It was very powerful for me to learn this. We all have things we actually need to be who we are. So one of the easiest examples is sleep, mhm, right? So if I don't get enough sleep, I'm not myself. I could be like 35 or 75% of myself, but I'm not really myself. So if there's a stressor in my day, like my kids are sick or my husband, if I had one called and said, (laughs) I'm going to be late, whatever, the stressor can break me much more quickly when I'm really not full. So we're trying to fill everybody's tanks and everybody's heard of that. But we mean this in a really important way. So a need is something that you absolutely need to get met. Mm-hmm. Or you have so when you get it met, you have a huge benefit. Like who I can be is just tremendous. When you get it not met, or when you don't get it met, is when you get it not met. Um, when you don't get it met, pay a huge price. So not just you pay a price. When I was minister, your partner pays the price. Well, your family, like yes. the world. You know that's why that's why people freak out. So, so what does times. it look like to ask for your needs then? So, them, right? yeah, just, I was just going to say, when I was a minister and I was working a lot and I didn't realize how much I was working because I was in a small town. So wherever I saw people, I had to work. Like right. they needed a prayer or they needed some consolation or, and I was happy to do it. But by the end of the day, I had nothing left for my kids, nothing left for my husband, nothing left for my house, <laughs> nothing left for right. the cat, you know, I was like, <laughs> and so all the people that I cared the most about were getting the least from me. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that they're more important. It's just to say that those were the people I was choosing to invest in in my life. Right. So what we have to do is determine what those needs are that fill us so that we can be ourselves. And that's our responsibility. But when you have a partner, sometimes you have to ask for some support in getting those things. Mm-hmm. Anybody who has kids know, you sometimes need to get support in getting some sleep. Anybody who has a husband knows you need some support and feeling sexy at the end of the day sometimes, right? right? They might not always be able to meet your needs. But you at least need to have the conversation. And it's not their job. Right. So if if they can, we hope that because they love you, they will. So they'll make an effort in that direction. But you might need to hire a nanny instead of ask your husband to cover your sleep needs. Right. Or you might need to get a job so you can pay for a nanny at night. (laughs) Because at night is when you fall apart. No one else can discover this stuff but us. But the need, check inside yourself. Does this make me the person I am, the person I'm proud to be, the person I'm happy to be when I get this thing? And do I lose that person when I don't? The other thing you want to look at is all those things you pretend you need. Like, do you actually need some of those other things? Do you actually need someone to open the door for you every time you get to the car? Do -hmm. you actually need for you may need that. If you need it, you need to ask for it. The point is, ask for it early, and make sure you're getting it. Because if you're not, it means the other person isn't. And I again, well, it means it you're can't
0: scared be. too. So, like I know with me, I was like scared to ask for what my needs are because the risk of losing the relationship is too big. Yeah, and I was kind of, I guess, I knew in the inside that he wasn't going to be able to meet them, and I really wasn't ready to hear that, so I didn't ask. Yeah. And all it did was prolong the mess. And again, they don't have to fill them. They,
1: they, it, it's good if they try, and it's good if they manage one or two of right. them, hopefully. <laughs> if they don't manage any of them, you want to ask them questions. Yeah. So I guess, I guess that's sort of the point of today is I think it's really valuable. I wish I'd known this before. What my needs really are, I can tell by who I'm being if I get them or not.
0: I told him what my needs were. My needs were every once in a while, I might want a warm body in my bed to watch a movie, to snuggle, potentially have sex. And he was like, done. (laughs) Nice. But it was because it's not all about sex. I mean, it really isn't. It's someone who I would feel comfortable like just hanging out with and being intimate, but not necessarily always being sexual with. Nice. That's great. Well, that was a good reveal for the end of us. So it gives Ah. friends with benefits kind of a new little (laughs) twist. Well, we'll see how it works out, but it'll be a good, it's a little, it's like training ground for me right now and tra- dating training. Well, it's interesting, Krista, cause I did that last year too, right? I mm-hmm. had a
1: few men in my life who I wasn't in relationship with
0: and it was
1: a powerful
0: learning experience for me. Yeah. And I don't got- foresee it being like this amazing thing. I'm going to want to keep duplicating over and over and over. I right. don't see that. I feel like it's something that I'm, um, using to learn through. Yeah. And that would be like you and I. So
1: uh, we're going to leave you with that today. Pretty much everything in our lives we use to learn from. And we're hoping that we gave you some value today and that you're enjoying the show. And we've provoked you or something in some way today. We love you a lot. Awesome. Awesome. Love you guys. Bye, Catherine. Bye, Krista. Share the love.
0: Do you feel stressed just thinking about the holidays? Do other people's needs leave you feeling wiped out? Well, Catherine and I want to give you the gift of making it through the holidays without having a fucking meltdown. It's our first ever mini retreat, y'all, and we want you there. You're going to get three hours to nurture yourself, get centered in the universe, and flow gracefully into the holiday season. We are going to give you two of the most powerful skills we know that will help you beat the holiday craziness. So go to holyfuckpodcast.com, click on events, and reserve your spot. Our gift to you is that it's only $27 will never get this cheap-ass price again, so take advantage of our holiday cheer and the fact that I'm already hitting the eggnog. Can't make the mini-retreat? Go to our website, click on our mailing list, and we'll make sure to let you know where you can see us next. Register now and let the Holy Fuck Gals give you a new way to experience the holidays. We might even have a special gift for you, too.